You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate, review wherever you get your podcast. I am your host, Kayla Canaram. Joining me is my co-host slash producer, Nick Schwert. Nick, do you prefer co-host slash producer or producer slash co-host? You know, Kayla, I'm, I've never really been one to get <laughs> caught up in titles. Call me whatever you want. I'm, I'm a utility <laughs> man. I'm a glue guy. I can do a little bit of everything. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> just happy to be here. Well, right. wonderful. We have a big game on deck. Travis Kelsey has had this circled since the schedule came out. Um, we talked about it Wednesday, how this one could possibly be bigger than the Bills game. Um, and the trash talk has begun. These teams are aware of how big this game is because we have seen it all throughout the week on social media. As we know, Shaq Barrett took some jabs at the Chiefs O-line before that Bucks game. Then Jeff- Jeffrey Simmons um, also called out our O-line when we played the Titans. And now Justin Reed has entered the chat. He called out Hayden Hurst. Um, he got him confused. We've got a clip from PJ Green TV on Twitter. Nick, let's play the clip. The big time, tag, like some of the missed tackles, explosive plays, um, a lot of it's going to come down to making the play on the ball, you know, and they have 88 um, Higby. No, it's not, it's not Higby. It was with the Rams. Um, what's his name? It is Higgins. It's Higgins. It's Higby and Higgins. Uh-huh. They're going to have him back. He's a very talented receiver, too. More of a finesse type of guy. Um, not the best blocker. Um, I'm going to lock him down, you know, <laughs> straight up. Uh, so, you know, we're going to have to come out of the game. Like I said, play our best game and go out and do it. Nick, is there anything more humbling than saying, what's his name? <laughs> like, whoa, shots fired. Okay. So I know we're going to get, I know we're going to get into specifics here, but yes. one thing that needs to be brought up about like knowing numbers, if, if you hear enough of players talking about uh, players on other teams, you'll find often they don't know their names. And it's not, it's not a sign of disrespect, but when they're doing film sessions with coaches, that's how they talk. They'll say, you know, watch 88, come across the middle here. So they don't spend time figuring out everybody's names. When they're doing preparation, they do numbers. But it is funny to hear him say Higby, who doesn't even play for the Bengals, <laughs> then go to 88 and say, yeah, that's T. Higgins. But guess what, Kayla? T. Higgins doesn't wear number 88. No, he's 85, right? 85. Okay. Number 88 would be the tight end Hayden Hurst. So that was just like a whole bunch of wrong. Yeah. And Justin Reed's not a guy who typically trash talks. Like we don't hear a lot from Justin Reed. Yeah. So, so it, fact- makes, it makes sense too, right? Because he's a safety. So he's not going to be matched up one on one on any of these wide receivers, but he is going to be going against the tight ends in this case, Hayden Hurst. Um, well, it didn't stop there. Then we have Jamar Chase, who clapped back in a Twitter exchange um, with Justin Reed. He said, let's put some money on it big time. To which Justin replied, y'all welcome for the extra motivation. I'm a see you Sunday champ. <laughs> I can't read these. <laughs> then Jamar, Ch- <laughs> then so Jamar Chase goes, tuna in a can. Is that okay. supposed to be? What does that mean? Okay, let's we need to we need to analyze this because I've been trying to figure this out for the past 24 hours. Tuna in a can. I've never heard this reference and I'm not sure what it means. I have a few theories. Should we what? dial up Jessica Simpson? 
Yeah, maybe so. What was that chicken of the sea? <laughs> am yes. I am I eating chicken or am I eating tuna? It says chicken of the sea. God I love it. Reference that we both got, by the way. So I love that. We're uh, around the same age, so that makes yeah. sense. So I think okay, tuna in a can, tuna in a can stinks, right? Is that a diss? Well, right. It's got to be, right? Tuna in a can is smelly, right? So is he saying yes. that he stinks? Or is it like tuna in a can, it's easy to prepare as in like you're going to be easy? Or is it like cat food? It's easy to get, it's easy to prepare. I can just open the can and give it to the cat. I have no idea. Well, he included a cat emoji too with it. Right, right. So that could be even more of a more of a diss than than we're even leading on to be. It's important to note that the first tweet that Jamar Chase responded to was Justin Reed clarifying, saying that, "Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to say Hayden Hurst, but honestly, I'll lock. We're, we're going to lock all of them up." Correct. So my my screen he, was scrolled up, and I missed that part. <laughs> that's it that's why jamar chase came in because justin reed was trying to clarify but then at the end he said but i don't really care because we're locking all of them up and then justin at the end said noted with a gif it continues on from there though that that even wasn't the end of it next we have hayden hurst who's entered the chat um this clip came from ben baby on twitter I don't know. I mean, you can pick anybody in this locker room, but i feel like i'm the last person you probably want to talk shit about um, because i have a long memory if you get called out individually, I understand wanting to respond to that. Unfortunately, Hayden Hurst is incorrect in that he would be the last person anybody would want to call out. Because if I'm just looking at the Bengals roster, uh, let's just go through the guys I would rather not call out than Hayden Hurst. How about Jamar Chase? How about T. Higgins? How about Joe Mixon? How about Tyler Boyd? How about Joe Burrow? So Hayden Hurst, actually, you're more like sixth instead of being last. <laughs> Is that the right word? Long memory? I know we have short memory. No, I don't long term memory. I know what he meant, but I don't think that was correct. I don't think it was. So this talk is not great by these guys. The last one, though, this last clip that we're getting ready to play is my favorite, though, Kayla. Yes. And it is Jamar Chase responding again. This is from Elise Jesse TV on Twitter. Um, I didn't really have no comment about it until he made another comment and said everybody else is going to get locked down. So that's when I buzzed in to decide to say something on Twitter. Do you think maybe he just hadn't watched enough film on the receivers in Cincinnati? Um, I don't think he's watching film at all. I don't think he knows his personnel um, or whoever he's trying to check or if he's even checking anybody. So it's just he need to go back and watch you know, the film, look at his personnel, look at what he wants to know. So, I mean, yeah. Okay, so let's just recap here really quick. Justin Reed tried to call out Hayden Hurst, got the numbers wrong, went on Twitter to clarify, then said, you know what, I don't really care. We're locking everybody down. Jamar Chase claps back. Hayden Hurst comes in and says, I'm the last person you want to be talking trash to. Jamar Chase then asked about it, comes in and says, you know what, I don't think this guy's watching film at all because he doesn't know what he's talking about. So Kayla, my my very, very simple question for you is, Do you like this? We have not seen this at all. Really at any point of the Mahomes era where you have two teams going back and forth talking trash. Now, none of it's getting like really out of hand. It's all friendly trash talk. And I think so far, both sides are kind of warranted in what they're saying. Do you enjoy this as a Chiefs fan, seeing this back and forth between the two teams? You say it's friendly now, Nick. We get to the game Sunday. It is going to be chippy. I already feel it. Um, I do like how I'm just, I imagine Andy Reid doesn't love this, um, being the guy that he is, but 
I like this. I like a little fire. What scares me though is we saw the Bucks do it. We saw the Titans do it. We beat both. And I don't like us being the ones initiating the trash talk. I like it when someone else initiates and then we shut them up on the field. And especially with this game, I am very nervous. So I just hope that we, you know, convert on the field Sunday. So I like it in that I feel like we need more of this because ever since Patrick Mahomes became the starting quarterback, I feel like once or twice a year, we have this conversation of, now, who's the Chiefs' real rival? Is it the Chargers? At one point, we thought it might be the Ravens. The Titans played you close for a little while. Is it the Bills with the, the staying power that they've had in the AFC? And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the Bengals came and beat you twice in a span of a couple of weeks. And now I'm like, wait a minute, this team that literally a year ago, Kayla, a year ago was not thought of as being one of those legit contenders in the AFC. Now, all of a sudden, there is this disdain for one another that has not really existed for any other team for Kansas City. And you know the only reason it does exist. It's because they beat you twice. And if Justin Reed, who seems like the most mild-mannered guy on the team, we've (laughs) never heard him open his mouth in a way like this before, if he's the one leading the charge, what's that tell you? It tells you that he is he is following the company line. That means that inside that locker room, inside the facility, guys are fired up and they're talking all week about how they want to go out and kick the Bengals ass this weekend. And I like that for my team. I do. And like you said, yeah, we don't I don't see we don't see a bitter rivalry between the Bills. If any team stands out on our schedule, the last few seasons, it is the Bengals who we want to be because like you said, they beat us twice, especially in that AFC championship game, which I'll never get over. Um, But yeah, this is going to be a chippy game. I can already feel it. This is a team that I do in fact, despise (laughs) that the Chiefs play. It's fair to despise them. They ended your season in a game that you were up 18 at halftime. You said it last episode. They had no business losing that game. You brought up the Bills. Is it sort of funny that even though for the past two plus seasons, the Chiefs and the Bills have been constantly compared to one another and we've been treated to all these classic games? Isn't it funny that at no point in time have we ever seen those two teams exchange words? Like there, there have been some chippiness on the field. Right. But we've, we've never heard in the lead up to those games anybody trash talking. It's more so been about mutual respect. This is the first time where you've seen another team really coming at the chiefs. And honestly, it makes sense because they're the only team who gets to come with the chiefs. They ended your season last year. Exactly. If anything, I have respect for the bills, which is weird because they're the team that I'm most afraid of for the chiefs. But I, and I used to, I used to feel this way about the Broncos and Raiders growing up, especially like I was taught to hate the Raiders, be a Raider hater. You didn't like Denver, but now we're like, They're not really our competition. So, uh, yeah, this game is going to be fire. We cannot wait. The trash talk is in full force. And I think it's going, we're going to definitely going to see it on the field Sunday. It'll, it'll play out 100%. All right. Enough trash talk for one day. Let's move on. Um, Nick, should we be afraid of Jamar Chase torching this defense again? 
by all accounts, he will be playing on Sunday. He has, hasn't played since Halloween. Um, and the team has lost just once since he's been out. Maybe that bodes well for us. I'm not sure. He says he feels great. He's free from pain from that hip injury. The last two games we have played against Jamar Chase, he went off for 17 catches, 320 yards, and four touchdowns. Is that good? That's two games. <laughs> two games That's last two year. Games. And reminder, he didn't even do a ton in that AFC championship game. I think it was like six catches for 54 yards and a touchdown. But we all remember what he did in that regular season, right? Uh, 11 catches. I think it was yep. 188 yards and three touchdowns. So going back to the trash talk, if there's one guy who's earned the right to talk smack against the Chiefs, it's Jamar Chase. Like straight up, he has embarrassed you. He, he, he has embarrassed your defense the last two times he's faced you. He's earned every right to have every ounce of confidence going up against this chief, Chiefs defense. Now, the secondary for Kansas City this year is much different than it looked last year. No more Tyron Matthew, no more Dan Sorensen, no more Charvarius Ward. Now you've got Trip McDuffie and all of these rookies in the mix and Justin Reed, who I would imagine, knowing Joe Burrow and how he carries himself, He's going to try Justin Reed a few times. He's like, you want to talk that talk? Let's find out if you're built for it, right? Let's find out what you're made of. Because we know Joe Burrow's a gamer too. Yes. As, far as, as far as Jamar Chase is concerned, I think you have to be. You have to be. This is when healthy. He's been, he's been out with the hip injury for you know the past month, over a month now. And he, it sounds like he could have came back last week, Kayla. It sounds like he was pretty close to coming back. And I would imagine... Saving himself. Exactly. Don't you think they were having discussions internally like you could probably come back this week, but we want you at 100 percent for the Chiefs game. Absolutely. He was saving himself for this game. And Andy Reid was saying saving those play calls for this week. And we've talked you know, about the Chiefs defense and how much they've improved across the course of the season and how impressive these rookie cornerbacks have been. Legereus Sneed, I think, is having the best year of his career. This is the biggest test the Chiefs secondary has faced all season. There is no question about it because it's the biggest test that pretty much any secondary will face all year unless you're going up against the Chiefs. The Bengals have the most talented receiver core in the NFL. Like, no question about it. T. Higgins would be a number one on 20 to 25 different teams in the NFL. He's their number two. And he went for 100 against you. <laughs> in the AFC championship game last year. I think Jamar Chase is a top five, maybe a top three receiver in the NFL. Like he's right up there with Justin Jefferson and Tyree kill as being the best receiver in football. And he's proven it against you. Am I concerned that he's going to go off again? You bet. I'm concerned to <laughs> go off again. I'm not saying that's a guarantee. I'm not saying there's no way the chiefs can stop him, but this guy is a freak show and he's proven it against you multiple times. And last year, what was so interesting about him is that it was basically the, you know, the old Tyreek stuff, right? F it Tyreek's down there somewhere. Yeah. That's kind of how Joe Burrow has played with Jamar Chase over the, the, the first two years of his career, which is, I'm just going to chuck it up to him. He's going to go get the ball. But you mentioned, you, you mentioned that, that they've won without him. They've changed a little bit. They've evolved the same way we talk about the Chiefs evolving. With Jamar Chase out, Joe Burrow's kind of had to change his game. They take more underneath stuff. 
they've been more methodical moving the ball down the field. Like the way that removing Tyree Kill from the Chiefs offense forced Mahomes to involved, the same thing is happening right now with Joe Burrow. And now you bring him back into the mix. This is a really dangerous team that the Chiefs are getting ready to face on Sunday. I still can't pa- get past the fact that they've lost three with him and only one without him. Well, I know you just explained it, but, but no, I you're like right. that should be a good thing. And the fact that he's been out for over a month. You know, it's kind of like, shape. you ever notice how when you know, like a star quarterback will go down, whether it was Dak Prescott earlier this year, or I know he's, oh, not yeah. a star, he's not a star quarterback, but you know, Zach Wilson got benched. Mike White came in for the Jets last week and looked really good. And people are always amazed by this. And, and it makes sense because why would the backup quarterback look so much better? But the reason why that happens so often is that when the backups come in, they just run the offense. They, they're not doing as much ad-libbing. They're not doing out of structure like, hey, let me just go. I'm going to roll out of the pocket and roll out and chuck it downfield. They run the offense that the coaches installed back in training camp. It's being run the way the coaches want it to. So that's why I think sometimes you see teams have success when you take that guy who's really super confident out of the equation. I think that's what's happened with the Bengals is you take your star player out. You can't just drop back and chuck it up to him 12 times a game. And, and that's it's almost a scary thing for the Chiefs now. True. Two follow-ups. Um, who from the Chiefs secondary do you want to see step up and have a big game against this receiving core? Well, Justin Reed would be the easy answer, but for me, it's Trent McDuffie, right? You, you traded up in the first round to draft this guy. You let Rashad Fenton go. You traded him to the Falcons right when McDuffie came back. I would imagine because you believe he can be one of the future pillars of this defense, or at the very least, you think he can be a starting cornerback for you. And the Chiefs knew at that point in time, they're competing for a Super Bowl. They knew they're going to have to go through the Bengals and potentially the Bills and potentially the Dolphins. Think about all the firepower those teams have at wide receiver. The Chiefs knew that yeah. when they let Fenton go. That, to me, speaks to the belief that they have in Trent McDuffie. So now is the time to go and earn your paycheck. Now is the time to go and prove to everyone, I'm that dude. There's a reason they traded up to get me. There's a reason they let Rashad Fenton go. It's because I'm capable of playing cornerback at a high level. And so far, the returns on McDuffie have been good. We said this before the Chargers game. It's that times 10. This is the biggest test of Trent McDuffie's career. We're going to find out what he's made of on Sunday. So to me, that's my answer. I was just going to say that. Yeah. It's time to see what you're made of, young king. That's right. All right, Nick. With all of this said, what stat line from Chase could you live with on Sunday? <laughs> Man, that's tough. Because he's going to get his. That's what star receivers do. You're not going to just completely shut him down. So as long as it's... It's kind of like back to like the Derrick Henry conversations where we said, mm-hmm. you know, as long as he doesn't run for 150 yards and two touchdowns, I'm okay. With Chase, it's like, if he gets eight catches for a hundred yards and a touchdown, that's what star receivers do. So I could live with that. What you can't live with is 150 and two touchdowns. That means he's torching you. That means they're picking on somebody. That means he's just dropping back and chucking it up to him and there's nothing he can do about it. That's how it played out in that regular season game last year. So as crazy as it seems, I'm going to set the number at like 
I'm going to set it at 120 yards. Anything <laughs> under than 120 yards and under two touchdowns, I will live with from Jamar Chase. What about you? I don't want to see him in the end zone more than once. Same. Same. I think we'll be good with that. And yeah, around 100, 120 yards. I can live with that. It's the explosive plays too. It's not just about the stat line. It's how many 40-yard bombs does he catch? Because if you're if if he's having to get little, you know, eight-yard chunks, 12-yard chunks, 15-yard chunks, that's okay. What you can't yeah. have him do, like we saw like Devontae Adams in that Raiders game or Mike Mike Williams in the chart. You can't have him running free downfield for 60 yards. Those are the game breakers. So that that to me is just as important as the final numbers.